Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. What do you do when you need advice? I usually call a homie or my mom, or I crowdsource in my IG stories. But some folks call into radio shows and podcasts, and a lot of that stems from this centuries-old tradition of writing into advice columns. We'll get into that history a little bit later, but for now, let's talk about a new column. We want to make it like a Sunday event, a brunch event. This is Ismael Perez. He's a columnist at the Chicago Sun-Times, and he wants to give you advice. His column is called Someone in Chicago, and it comes out every Sunday. Now, one thing about advice columns is like, why should I listen to this guy? But I love the way Ismael talks about what he's bringing to the table. I will toot my own horn here, but I'm pretty good at like making people see their similarities. And that resonates. He offered advice to a 92-year-old widow who's looking for love. Now, I'm far from being in my 90s, and I've never even been married, but I definitely got something out of it. And, like any good journalist, Ismael does his research. I looked up the whole history of advice columns, like, from the 1800s, 1900s. Because I was like... You know, how did how did we get here? I guess, imagine me in the 1800s. <laughs> hey, Ismael, uh, how do I, like, get the stain off my shirt? You know, like, what products do I use? Oh, So that, it was mostly, like, how do I, like, maintain my home? And they're writing to... I, it was, like, a small newspaper, like, little area. Okay, gotcha. And you. Uh, it, like, evolved there. And also, like, with the feminist movement, like, women started speaking out more. Like, hey... I'm not feeling okay, like, just staying at home. What if I, like, get a job? Whoa, you know, that's so crazy. (laughs) Back then, right? But that's, like, how other women, like, started relating to women across the country or, like, in their city. You know, like, oh, this woman started a job last weekend. People are okay with it, you know? (laughs) So there's, like, an evolution to advice columns to where we are right now, for sure. Um, And I love the title, Someone in Chicago, because I didn't know how it was going to work at first. But you start your column by saying someone in Chicago wanted to know or someone in Chicago asked. So, like, you know, these brainstorming sessions, you know, come up with three to four names and we'll vote on it. And I like, again, when I'm like laying in bed, I'm like, (gasps) it popped to me. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to debate. This is the title. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me no questions. This is what it is. Right. So, like. Through this, uh, the first column we had was someone in Chicago is looking for a boyfriend. Emphasis on friend. Yeah. So um, it just makes sense, like, you know, conversationally uh, to bring it up like that. It's more natural Uh and also cute, you know. It's super cute. Super cute. Um, In your first column, you answered a question from Mm -hmm. a 92-year-old woman who was in search of companionship. How do you think you will go about advising folks when their experiences are seemingly so different from your own. Right. So when we were like um, putting this column out, the whole thing was like, these are, this is an advice column for people in life transitions, like 20 to 40 year olds, like first job, first boyfriend, okay. getting married, engaged. So we like centered it around that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so when I got this first question from a 92 year old widow, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Where do we go from here? (laughs) And, you know, like, I read it, and um, 
I was first, first I was like, what, what am I going to do with this? Right? Because it's not my target audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was reading it more, I'm like, wait, like, even though she's 92, we're going to get older. We're going to grow up. We're going to maybe lose a spouse. And sadly, hopefully, you know, people want companionship. Yes. People don't want to grow old, like, and alone, you know. And uh, I said, this is something people can relate to at any age. Mm-hmm. Um, and her insecurities was her age. And I was like, yes, it's super specific, like a 92-year-old woman living in, like, this retirement home. Mm-hmm. But... I have my insecurities when I'm looking to put myself out there, you know, um, for people who are listening to me, I'm bald. You know, that's something mm-hmm. people struggle with. Yeah. And with her, her thing was she's 92 and people know she's 92, but she feels way younger. Mm. And uh, I didn't want to like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to skip this question. You know, there's like <laughs> yeah. something behind that. Like I mentioned, like I text my friends when I was writing, I was like, I am really like putting myself in this because she deserves it. You yeah. know, like people deserve to be heard and even if it doesn't work, you know, at least there's one opinion <laughs> that yeah, she got. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like you said, you know, even if you aren't able to respond to everyone, you know, they know that they put themselves out there and mm-hmm. now someone else has read their story. Right. And I'm not going to be like, I know what you're going through. Right. So like I started <laughs> yeah. it with like, hey, you're like three times you've lived three times what I've lived. Yes. But this is what I know. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, it's the, still the perspective of someone in their 30s. Uh, but trying to like. <laughs> sympathize with someone 90. Of course. It's <laughs> what you were saying earlier of like you 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 really know how to make that connection, mm-hmm. you know, and make people um, see the, the similarities that we all share. Right. Um, what was your advice to her? So, you know, you if she's leaving in, in a home, she's uh-huh. going to have friends. Yeah. And I, I said, good friends. Again, you're not <laughs> going to tell anyone, but I said, tell people that you're looking for someone. You know, like if you're feeling that way, let it be known. Um, and that's where I'd be like, hey, she's looking for someone. And that someone can perk up their ear like, oh, I am too. Mm-hmm. And that's where like the possibility opens mm-hmm. up to something. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not be like the f- end all be all love story, mm-hmm. but it's dating, you know, in yeah, your 90s. put yourself out there. Right. Basically, yeah. Um, and I said like, you know, like people automatically be will be like, oh, it won't work out because... I look like this. She might not be emotionally available. You know, different excuses. The yeah. first, give them an excuse to like know that you're available and you can be an option for them. So that was part of my advice. And uh, when it came to like regarding her being 92, I'm like, who cares? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like if you feel pretty, do it. Like show your like beauty to people because who else is going to see if you, if you don't see it? <laughs> I love that. Good advice. So who are the people in your life who taught you how to think creatively about problems? So I feel like the people who you remember the most are people who give you like unexpected stories, you know, Mm. like um, and that would be my mom. Because, you know, like you see TV, you read books about like mother figures, like telling you to do the right thing, forgive people. Yeah. My mom was kind of the opposite, like. I mean, she taught me well. Uh, <laughs> she didn't teach you to hold grudges right. and do the wrong thing. <laughs> no, uh, like, for me, I, you know, she, I guess, growing up, parents tell us advice off of stuff they've learned. Yeah. And um, growing up, my mom, 
she like gave me this story of someone doing something very bad to her mom, my grandmother. <laughs> my grandma, at the end of her little issue, did not forgive a person. And uh, for me, it was like, why wouldn't my mom tell me the cliche thing of like, mm. you need to forgive people? And for me, that story rings true with me today because like, if you're not ready to forgive someone, don't do it. It's your own path toward, you know, being healthy within yourself. It sounds like she's she was presenting the nuance that mm-hmm. is being a human, you right. know, presenting the the real human complicated yes. existence that we not that every we have. story is going to be the same. Yeah. And like, yeah, sure. Like 80 percent of the time you can't forgive someone like after a couple of months, time passes. But sometimes people will hurt you really bad and mm-hmm. they don't deserve forgiveness, you know? Yeah. But it just depends on the situation. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, when you need advice, where do you go? Oh, see, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I'm hard headed and I feel like I know my own answer. (laughs) (laughs) But like, if it comes to like, I need something, um, for sure the the group chat like okay. my group chat of college friends are four to five friends oh. the ones who like really really know you that uh-huh. there's no bs like you know like sometimes we tell a story but you know like we met today i'm not gonna tell you like my history with dating <laughs> you know <laughs> maybe i'll be like oh there was this cute person i met and they're weirdly not into me what am i doing wrong but like my friends will be like oh you know what you're doing wrong you know <laughs> yes. so there's no yeah. hiding behind anything because there's like a history of like knowing each other for like 10 years mm-hmm. uh so there's nowhere to hide yeah um do you have any tips for people who maybe want advice but are worried about getting too vulnerable i i have gotten vulnerable with my name on it you know mm. and uh that is Something for sure. With um, your name on the column, yes. you're saying? Okay. And mm-hmm. with um, different topics I wrote, I guess I'll get vulnerable here. Um, I wrote a column about living with my alcoholic dad during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it was like hardcore pandemic lockdown, right? So um, I moved back home to Texas uh, for like a couple of months mm-hmm. to, you know, it just happened that I went on vacation and my boss was like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> this thing happened, so yeah. don't come back if you don't have to. <laughs> uh, so I went back home, uh, which had a pros and cons. Like I got closer to my mom again, mm-hmm. but then I was living with my dad. And, uh, you know, here in Chicago, I hear over the phone, like, oh, your dad did this, he did that. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm sorry, bye, right? Basically. Yeah. And at home, I was like with four walls with the same person. And mm-hmm. it's complicated because, of course, I love my dad, but... My mental health was bad, bad, bad. Um, So I wrote about that experience, and it's for sure, like, not easy to talk to. And with that one, going back to your question, uh, how vulnerable should they get? I feel like you should get comfortable with yourself and make peace with yourself with that story. Mm. I wrote that column as soon as it happened, but I didn't, like, publish it right away. It, like, sat in my computer, like, in my draft for, like, three months. And I went back to it. Because, you know, like, you have, like, this fresh experience and you're like oh this all happened my dad was at fault right so that Mm -hmm. was like my initial column Mm -hmm. and then i was like let me take a step back and really think about what happened Mm -hmm. um and what people can learn from this Mm -hmm. because yes it was unhealthy for me to be there but i still love my dad like i want the best for him um so in those like 
couple of months that I was in my drafts, I had like time to think about my own situation, my vulnerability publishing this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something people can do. Like if you're not Mm -hmm. ready to talk about, um, like even recently, I just launched a column. This person like sent me this very personal long message of like something they're going through. And then like later on was like, oh, never mind. And I'm like, I sent her an email. I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, don't worry at all. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because if you're not ready, you're not ready. But if you are, we're here for you. And it's anonymous. That helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe think about how to write it where you can like feel safe um, with your neighbors, with your family. But just take your time and there's no rush. Like whenever you're ready, we're here. Yeah. Ismael Perez is a Chicago Sun-Times columnist. Ismael, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You can read Ismael's new advice column, Someone in Chicago, at chicago.suntimes.com. And if you need some advice, you can write to Ismael at the email, someoneinchicago at suntimes.com. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Dave Misko was the engineer for this episode. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. And we love hearing from you. Email us with your thoughts, questions, and what you want to hear on the show. Email therundownpod at wbez.org. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.